0: all sense of reality and enter another world remember do not underestimate the power of playstation
1: Beyond. 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 say it louder vince Beyond. Thank this is you. why you're not a real member yeah. Oh my god, no, I got to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kyle Moriarty, this is Podcast Beyond episode, what, what were we, 322? Two, three, no, 3...
2: 324.
0: Two, three, 324. Four.
1: Four. So we're not, this is not episode 322, this is episode 324. And I don't even know why I'm hosting it. Wait, I do know why I'm hosting it, Greg. It's because we're going to go over the game of the year voting for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Yeah. Not poor. No. And poor. PlayStation Vita.
2: It's not as easy as you always make it seem, huh? No, no, no. You're always making fun of me. No, I I'm still going to make fun of you. I'm here with Greg
1: and Vince is taking the the place of uh, Andrew Goldfarb who is away doing whatever it is he's doing this week. Writing What's news, up? Eating soup. Yeah, <laughs> in that order. Uh, but Greg, I thought it'd be fun to do kind of a video podcast, a special video podcast because every podcast, be honest, is a video. But right. we, we, we're going to heavily, we're going to have the video
2: guys kind of heavily edit this one a little sure. bit. Sure. We if have, you, if uh, you watch the normal garbage podcast uh, beyond video with no B-roll and just one camera. Which going, he edits. Get off, get off of that stuff. You, This yeah. is the one. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're listening to the MP3 right now. But if you're not, you're watching the video. This video is going to be right. top-notch. B-roll and everything. It's gonna we great. got that B-roll. It's, it's going to yeah. be
1: great. So I'm, hitting it, I'm sitting here cross-legged with my MacBook my MacBook Pro. You look right. very classy. Thank yeah. you. I'm well, You
2: crazy. can do the thing with your leg where you can like actually swing it over and let it rest. Yes. I've never been able to do it. I, Why I, I is it, the, is it I because your thighs, thighs are too fat or I your ball's it's, it's too de- I think it's probably the thighs. The, it's
0: definitely the thighs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've <mean, I> never <laughs> actually tried that. I don't even know what that. Nope. <laughs> see, it's usually it's the usually no. the
2: long, lanky guy legs that can do it. There was this guy in in uh, high school, Sean Farrell. He went on to play basketball at uh, the DePaul University, but he could do it no problem. He would lean way back. Well, that's a good,
1: go. that's a good story, Greg. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of jealous of
0: people. Hey,
2: you who know what? Do that. Just because we're in the studio, I'm not going to let Podcast Beyond get hijacked into being on topic. <laughs> uh,
1: so, so Greg, uh, Greg yeah. and Vince, we have three platforms, three PlayStation platforms. Mm-hmm. Podcast right. Beyond is the number one PlayStation podcast in the entire world. So, I figured we would talk about PS4, PS3, and Vita, mm-hmm. and how we voted in some of these different categories, and how we thought the winners shake down if we voted differently, and stuff like right. that. Game of,
2: of the Year awards are right. up now. Everybody can go see them on IGN.com. Right. But mm-hmm. we want to talk about how we got to the winners. We got
1: to right. Exactly. And I, I thought, you know. It'll be fun. We, you know, every other people voted, but we voted on all this stuff as we play a lot of PlayStation games. Right, sure. So, like, while we might have uh, not cast a ballot for, say, a PC sports game, right? Or, I didn't.
2: Uh, I ex- voted SimCity down the
1: ballot. <laughs> <That, laughs> so SimCity down ballot. Uh, so, where where should we begin? Should we begin
2: with PS4, PS3, or Vita, Greg? I say, you, you do PS3. PS3? Let's go there, and then we'll put a, we'll have a Vita sandwich, is what we'll call it. <laughs> okay. So, we let's start with best
1: action game. Sure.
2: We have, here's the nominees. Grand Theft mm-hmm.
1: Auto V, mm-hmm. Splinter Cell, mm-hmm. Blacklist, DMC Devil May Cry, God of War Ascension, and Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. Right. Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto 5 won this one. Right. So, how do we feel about this? Are we feeling good That's about this? That's how I
2: voted. That is my, my, I checked that box there. I punched so that ticket.
0: So, the thing about it is this, and this is something we came up with a lot during our, our Game of the Year deliberations this year, is... So what is Grand Theft Auto 5 right I mean right. it's an action game because it's very action heavy sure right. but there's, it's an open world there's adventure right. elements there's, you can even make the argument that there's RPG elements so it's like how do you categorize this it's tough like, it ultimately we came down on Grand Theft Auto 5 should sit in the action genre but you know when you look at say revengeance you look at Devil May Cry those are games that I think fit more of like the the archetypal mold of what an action game is. So um, I mean, for for that, I had to go with. For me, I went with DMC because yeah. I think it's uh, in terms of just action mechanics. I think it's a much stronger game than Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, Grand Theft Auto Five is is has a lot of action and a lot of different ranges of action. But when you come down to like the shooting and the core the core action elements versus other action games, I didn't find them to be extraordinary. They were just. Um, they facilitated me having this bigger adventure right. in this like open world but mm-hmm. you know i didn't find myself i wasn't losing sleep over like how could i do a better combo you're, in grand theft auto 5
1: right? in your bed you sheep <laughs> for all mess yeah, exactly
0: and i'm all tangled and i can't move my legs and i'm falling out of you know out of bed and, and i'm like oh my god i got to try this new combo and definitely May cry but and, and, to me that's how i mark a great action game is how much the combat system just gets in my brain and makes me like want to try new things. And, sure. you know, Grand Theft Auto 5 doesn't necessarily do that for me. Yeah, so. I mean, that's
2: the problem we are, where we are right now with the fact that every genre bleeds into the other genre, right? Yep. right? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I wouldn't call Grand Theft Auto an RPG, but there's definitely, like you're saying, RPG right. elements to it. And for me, I think it's once we, you know, get down to what genre is this game, which is listed on IGN from the get go. As mm-hmm. soon as the game's out there and announced, we have a little tag for what it is. Yep. And then you get down to this category. Once it's in the category, it's fair game. And it's pretty much for me, like, Where was the most fun? Like, the action games you're describing, I hate. Right, yeah. I hate that stuff when it's like, oh, my God, I didn't do the combo. Like, you know, like Metal Gear Revengeance and Devil May Cry. Yeah, both of the story was never, like, that awesome for me, right? Right, It's clearly about, like, when Clements was here, he talked about DMC, right? And it was just like, this is awesome because you get to do these combos and you get to do this. It's It's about mechanics. Right, right, right. And to me,
0: that's the thing. Like, when I think of an action game, I'm like, I'm only interested in mechanics. Like, story... Couldn't care less. I'm like, yeah. Do I pay attention? Sure, but to sure. me, like, I mean, we all come from this era to a degree, also, where like, story was just like, well, it's there in the background. You or have reason forest. to go kill right, it, and right. that was yeah. all it was when we were growing yeah. up, you know. So now it's harder to justify that kind of a story when visuals look so realistic. So sure. we kind of have to have a story, but. Still, when I come at an action game, I come at to it. I come to it from like 1986, like eight year old. These the <laughs> genres they're bleeding into each other. You got to evolve. <laughs> they're evolving,
2: son. I refuse to oh evolve, Greg. Mm. This is the start of Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> Life finds a way. Greg. Life uh, finds a way. I didn't vote I in the
1: toads. I, I didn't. V- uh, yes, I didn't <laughs> vote in this uh, category because I didn't play enough of the games. Okay, mm. uh, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, GTA Five didn't really resonate with me. It's a great game, but it didn't right. really resonate with me at all. Uh, That's
0: surprising. Yeah, it is surprising. You were
1: super stoked for it. Yeah, it was. It's it was. A very
2: much a, a Skyrim situation with you. Yeah,
1: it's just like where I'm just like, I don't know, it's not what I want right yeah. now. I think yeah. I want it. I think I want it.
2: Yeah. But I don't want it.
1: <laughs> uh, best action-adventure game. So we severed the the action games away from the act, more action-adventure games. Yes. And so I think we kind of defined this nebulous term as, uh, you know, you're adventuring. Not in the PC point-and-click right. term, no, but no, like, no. like you're having an adventure. It's more story and character-driven. Uh, so the, the, the nominees were The Last of Us, Tomb Raider, and Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. And the winner of that, obviously, is The Last of Us, which I think is, right. cl- is going to, as you're going to see, win
0: a lot of categories. And if, yeah. it,
2: if it pops up in a category. It it went,
0: yeah, th- it. I think it's the only game I was looking at. It. I think it's the only game this year that won that was nominated for more than one category. Yeah. That won every category right, that right, it, right, that right, right, it right. was
1: nominated in. Um, so... I, I want to just touch on a few of these. We won't spend too much time on, them, but you were probably the only one that voted on this amongst the three of us. Is best fighting game for PS3. Right. Uh, the nominees were Injustice, Gods Among Us, Divekick, Darkstalkers, Resurrection, and Naruto Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Uh, Injustice 1, I know you've voted for Injustice, right? You quite. Yeah, absolutely. So just tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So I mean. I don't want to say this, it was kind of a transitional year I think for the for the genre um, and it just turned out that the only big budget like major with like a lot of driving development force behind it fighting game that came out was wasn't justice there were other like you put on there there were smaller ones that were still good in their own right but I feel like for game of the year it's not just about whose mechanics are good cuz I think all those games mechanics uh, on that list arguably except maybe for put um which is fine for what it is yeah. but just not as sophisticated as the other games are but I think all the rest of them um, even the simpl- even with the simplicity of dive kick I think all of them mechanically are interesting as fighting games so once you once you've decided hey they all pass on that level you kind of have to look at the greater picture of what they do and just like Nether Realms did with um, with Mortal Kombat it's a more ambitious undertaking. There's a huge story. There's tons of single-player content to unlock. The online multiplayer is fully functioning with you know lobbies, and you can make wagers when you're in a lobby. They've got, they've got all these things to the to the online experience to try to make it um, just more fully featured and developed. So I feel like if all things being considered equal, if the mechanics are all great, then you have to go with what's got the most well-produced visuals, what's also got all the feature sets, and honestly, the only the only game with that much density, only fighting game with that much density to come out on PS3 was was injustice. So for the
2: action category,
0: you're only looking at action, screw everything else. You're yeah. fighting Fighting
2: and then everything else. Okay, he's no, a no. hypocrite. No, I'm and not a hypocrite. <laughs> <Get out of laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, for No, fuck <laughs> that
0: guy. Oh, um, you can say that. That's okay. Cool. Awesome. Hey, I'm a, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a rook here, so I don't know what's what's okay. I don't want to, you know, upset the mommies and the. A rook's a very high. powerful piece on the chessboard. Uh, sure, as is a as is a pawn, but I'm nobody's pawn, Colin. That's correct. Nobody's pawn. On Passant, as they In say. Harry Potter, on they Pisan, play chess yeah.
2: with big pieces. Yes.
0: Yeah. Sure. Back to Vince. And <laughs> no, but I mean, to, to your point though, what, yeah. you're, what you're saying, like, I would say that if all other things were considered equal mechanically in that genre, in in the action genre, then yeah, I would have to go to the other things. But to me, like, you're, Devil May Cry, so you basically, it's and oranges almost. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To me, Devil May Cry and 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 Metal Gear Rising we're the only two that were fighting each other in my head. Because sure, to me, that's sure, the first... Sure, sure, sure. sure, the first thing is mechanics, but like I said, all the other things being considered equal, if I think those two games are equal in mechanics, then it's going to be whatever sure. I think is more fully featured. And I do think the story in, say, Devil May Cry, as like out there as it is, I think it is kind of more interesting and digestible than the one in Metal Gear Rising. That's my personal yeah, sure, opinion. Yeah, sure, 100% on that. But... Um, um,
1: so we're going to skip a few other categories on PS3, because I just don't feel like we're talking about them. We're into the good them. stuff. Okay. Like racing, for yeah, we, have all
2: this, we have all this hamburger. We want the filet mignon. Yeah.
1: So this is a really... this Best role-playing game on PS3. Now, I think this is a very, very strong list of games. It was a great year. Uh, for a great year. Yeah, it was. Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, Dragon's Crown, Disgaea D2, A Brighter Darkness, Tales of Exilia, and Final Fantasy 14: A Realm Reborn. Uh, Nino Kuni won. I think mm-hmm. it ob- absolutely deserves it. But all 100%. of those games um, are great games worthy of playing. I would recommend
0: those to any RPG fan. All yeah, of them. Depending on what you're looking for. Obviously, right. Final
1: Fantasy XIV is an MMO show, sure, sure. and of Vigzili is a very kind of old school JRPG. Dragon's Crown is an action RPG. Mm-hmm. This guy is a strategy RPG. So there's actually yeah. a, quite a bit of diversity What's in this awesome list as about well. that category, yeah, 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 is that
2: there's something for everybody.
1: Right, right? every if you don't want
2: that if you don't want that super hardcore JRPG. Dragon's Crown's awesome to so jump in and play and have fun and get your friends involved and whatever.
1: For sure, and I I think you know Nino Kuni winning the category I think is is awesome. Nino Kuni was a step above most games this year. I, I wrote my list, my own personal top ten list, which you find on my blog on IGN. And Nino, you know, my top three were The Last of Us, Rezogun, and and you know Nino Kuni. Actually, think Nino Kuni was number two. And Neo Cooney is just such an extraordinary game. I think a lot of people forgot about it because it came out in January, very early. I actually had beaten it in December, so for yeah. like in my own memory, it's like not even a 2013 game, really. And I had to readily identify and get people to play this game and pay attention to this yeah. game because it's a PS3 RPG, so it's like this. It's in this corner, um, but it did really well. It sold really well. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if we got a sequel based on how it did in the West. And we can hope. Um, <laughs> like it didn't do well in Japan, which is like really weird and funny, but it did really well in the West. Even on
0: the 3DS, it didn't. On the, on the DS rather, it didn't do well. No, well.
1: neither version did like extraordinarily well. Wow. W- but not well. I mean, the the DS version was didn't do well enough for them to even port it. And that, that a lot of that had to do with the, it came with like a book and all this sh- shit right, that right, you needed right. to have.
2: Kids don't want books. But hey, but,
1: it, but it. It. I want to give props to Nino Kuni before we move on because that, that's just such an extraordinary game. I really just want to probably. Beautiful, Top ten games of the generation
0: game. for me. <laughs> Nino Kuni is one of those games, every year there's like one or two games where you're like, spiritually, I wanna vote for this, but you know, only in its own category does it really can you really let it happen? Like I wanted I wanted to make Nino Kuni my game of the year. I wanted to want to do that. Yeah. But every time I tried to, I was just like
2: You remember that Peggle too?
0: I remember <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Really, <laughs> really? No, but it's like with a lot, some, something as good as The Last of Us out there, it's just it's great for us to have that game in the pool because it's an amazing game and it pushes gaming forward, but yeah. it also sucks because like there's so many other yeah, games that it overshadows that I, I so, wish it awesome overshadows so much. I mean, when
2: you get down this is why I hate game of the year, and Colin knows I hate top twenty fives. Because um, once we get to that point, we're inevitably ranking things we think are worth your time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like anything right. on a top twenty five list is worth your time mm. and it sucks that one has we have to number
1: one. Especially that deep in the generation. Right, 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 right. right. I agree. The Vita, the Vita Top Twenty Five was not nearly as contentious as the PS3 one because we're basically it's basically done. I mean, we're only going to probably do it one more time, and that list will be set. And then everything on there is going to be yeah, probably nine pluses and like excellent games. So, mm. um, best shooter on PS3. The nominees were Bioshock Infinite, Metro Last Light, Crisis Three, Battlefield Four, and Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh, Bioshock Infinite won. Um, I think I voted for Bioshock as well. I might not have. I might have voted actually, maybe even for Call of Duty. Um, but because c- it's a sh- you know we're talking about shooting mechanics and this right. is what kind of got me with Bioshock and okay. people you know hate me on Twitter for this Bioshock for a lot of reasons well yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of reasons to hate it. I think I'm I think ugly I don't you know know violent. what I'm talking
0: about <laughs> you wear glasses <laughs> yeah. earrings yeah. I mean you're pretty much a, a you just know just hate everything for hate, hatred. Yep. hate me yeah,
1: yeah. yep Hate me today in the words of uh, Blue October, Uh, but but Bioshock Infinite didn't resonate with me. Like Bioshock, the original Bioshock is Uh one of my favorite games. Like I I actually adore adore that game, and um, Bioshock Infinite felt like such a shooter to me. Now, like when like like much more than the original Bioshock. Now, when you reduce it to the mechanics, I don't think it felt mechanically that great. I think Call of Duty has much better mechanics than Bioshock. So like it was like one of those things where um, even Metro, which is a game I gave like a low seven to, Uh um. It didn't it didn't feel the same to me? Like when we're talking about it just as a shooter, mm-hmm. Bioshock doesn't stack up to me. But obviously, I was you know I, I'm in the minority
2: because Bioshock Infinite fit well. 1. again, we're back to this action thing, right? Are we talking about sure. mechanics or what surrounds? I was gonna it? say that's the same the, thing. Yeah, like these bleeding genres. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the best part of where we are right now. Is that I, I like that it's hard to classify these games, and yeah. it's also interesting that. Once they're in, once it's in this category, it's all bets off, right? Like what yeah. what you're what, what you're pulling from that game is always going to be different person to person to person.
0: Sure, I mean taxonomy is becoming a, an increasingly tricky uh, subject here. You know, as we try to we try to be somewhat of a definitive a definitive you know deciding force in how these games are are classified. But of course, everyone's gonna like you said, everyone walks away from. Different experiences with different things, and sometimes you feel like the action part is what you took away from this. Sometimes it's the adventure part. Sometimes it's the role playing elements that made it for you. Yeah. You know, so how do you define it? But the, also the interesting thing from here, critically, um, is that you know how do you judge an, a game once you've put it into that genre? Like, do you do, like, like like I was saying? Do the core mechanics become the the, the focus of end everything? All all, yeah, yeah. The, the end all be all. What if what if the game like with Bioshock Infinite? I think like what Colin's getting at is that. If you're looking at it as a shooter, maybe you could make the argument, and a lot of people did, that the shooting mechanics aren't really that strong. But if it has all these other things that other shooters don't have, right. does that make it a better shooter? Or does it just make it the best game in the shooter category? What's the distinction there? It's it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah. And and you know, we'll we'll just
1: leave it on the note that Bioshock Infinite. Just emphasize its shooting too much, and it ruined. It kind of ruined the game for me. Like it just wasn't what I was looking for in a Bioshock game. Now I'm glad
2: a lot of
0: people and really a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Like you're not a, you're not at all alone in feeling that way. A I lot of just, people. feel I,
1: like I thought I was crazy when I first started playing that game, and I'm like, what is like, what is this? Because I mean, this it was, is not like it.
2: Bioshock. I had I liked Bioshock Infinite. I didn't like it, at, you know, it to the level a lot of people around here did. But I enjoyed myself. You know, what I mean, I didn't. But I didn't come in thinking it was going to be another Bioshock. If that makes sense. You know, what I mean, I came in. Expecting another great story from Ken and the team or whatever, but not expecting it to be every bullet counts kind of thing. Where am I going to, you know? I mean, that was the thing about the original Bioshock to me is that that was much more a survival horror game, right? Of like, I was in it for audio logs. Then oh crap, a splicer. Whereas this one was totally like scared the shit out of me. I'm like, all right, now put down a freaking metal George Washington. I'll throw (laughs) some traps. Let's do this. You know, I mean, I was empowered in Bioshock Infinite. In Bioshock Infinite, I'm a badass running around killing everything. In the original Bioshock, it was very much. Cat and mouse, I gotta stay back. Oh god, it's a big daddy. Yeah, gonna I, was, do. I, was so
1: sca- I was so scared in the original Bios. Yeah. Like, when I went back to play, because I got the Platinum in Bios. Like, very difficult Platinum to get. Um, that, it just brought back all those memories. I'm like, this game is just so good. Like, but that's for another death. Uh, let's skip down to uh, best multiplayer. I think let's this is do a good it. list as well. The Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto V, Dragon's Crown, Diablo III, Battlefield 4. The Last of Us won. Again, I think rightfully so, but I didn't vote in this category, I don't believe, because I only played The Last of Us and Dragon's Crown online. Uh, GTA 5 I played but not online so mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about The Last of Us winning because I think The Last of Us is actually very special online and a lot of people are it really is. ignoring how good it is online
0: I totally agree I vote. I voted for The Last of Us uh, as well even though I'm, I definitely love Battlefield yeah. I'm definitely a big fan of, uh, of Battlefield and the Dragon's Crown and Diablo th- you know, 3 those are both uh, Couch co op experience sure. you know, that I love. So
2: I voted for Last of Us as well. And I think this is something we talk about all the time, right? Where games get, like when Uncharted 3 comes around, right? It's like, oh, cool, it's more Uncharted. Oh, it's more Battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Last of Us, not just as a new IP, I mean, it's doing something new in multiplayer, right? It's doing right. this weird story based thing of how many days you survived and what's happening with your group and collecting all these different things. And I think that stands out when you're talking about what was the best in multiplayer experience of the year, what was the most memorable, right? That's how I, I always come in categories like that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. what, when you say, all right, now we're Voting for what's the best anything, right? It's like what was fun, what stood out, what made an impact, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about. when You talk about this. GTA Online is awesome, right? But of course, marred by horrible problems at launch and these different issues, and then stuff that you we are all so excited for multiplayer heists and that wasn't there. And correct me if I'm wrong, still isn't there, right? Isn't it?
0: Uh, I haven't logged back in, and that's
2: the problem, right? And they put out so many little updates of beach bum content and these different things that great. I'm glad you're supporting that. But I've moved on, right? Like, I'm, I am I bugged out because I'm there sure. to play the first few days, weeks, months.
0: Right. And then the other thing for me that's the difficult about multiplayer, this is, as we were talking about earlier, like, evolving and yeah. how things evolve over time. Multiplayer is one of those categories that I think has evolved uh, a lot to the point where, okay, so multiplayer used to just be a mode in our game and it was like, add another player to the game that you were playing already or, you know, dumb it down to some kind of an arena mode. Multiplayer game design has gotten... Ext- Extraordinarily more advanced than that and more complex to the point where you know games like the last of us or like Assassin's Creed that have uh, Survival mechanics stealth mechanics in their single player now instead of just putting people in arena and saying shoot each other They're trying to carry over the things that make the single player unique and engaging into multiplayer And that from a design standpoint is a very difficult problem to solve Mm -hmm. And I think that studios who look to solve it and games that are looking to solve it I feel like they just deserve a little bit more credit in terms of what multiplayer means I mean sure you can take a game like like this is something I contended with people about like Super Mario, um, you know, Super Mario 3D World. You know, a lot of people really enjoyed the multiplayer and I think that's great, but in my opinion, for the most part, what you've done is you've taken the single player and you've added another player to it and it becomes more fun and there's a couple of little wrinkles to it, but that's not the same as designing a multiplayer game or designing really from the ground up a multiplayer mode. And I think that's what The Last of Us does really mm-hmm. well. It's not just it's not just taking the basic, basic core mechanic of shooting and having a lot of people do it against each other. It's really taking a creative approach to designing something that carries over ambiance, feel, and risk-reward, and uh, the worth of resources and resource management from something that's sim- single-player into multiplayer. And that's such a crazy problem to solve. And the fact that they solved it as well as they did, I feel it definitely made it worth the attention.
2: Right,
1: I agree. And I'll just give you an interesting anecdote. I remember t- talking to Greg about this. Uh, when we, you know, we had The Last of Us early, and we played it, and then I had to go online to play multiplayer. Uh-huh. Typically when we review games, we're very open and candid about this. Like when something's hidden about a game or we don't get a game early, we don't get access to a game, it's usually a bad sign because the developers are worried about it. Right. And they really were, Naughty Dog and Sony really were worried about The Last of Us on the Line, I think, yeah. because we didn't get access to it until like right before we were ready to really pen the review. This was like mm. the outstanding thing we had to play. And I remember going on and being like, this is fucking awesome. Like what are you guys afraid of? You know. And then talking to the studio afterwards and talking to Sony afterwards, talking to our readers and gamers out there and everyone and being like, this is this is awesome. This is arguably just as good as the, the single-player campaign uh-huh. in terms of capturing the essence of the game. So, I thought that's kind of funny that they they. They certainly did not understand what they had with the Last of Us. Well, I think they, able, I
2: mean, you, you talked about that. I remember. I remember you left for something. You were going out of town, and so I got to play. I had to play uh, multiplayer with other games journals at the time or whatever. And I walked away from that initially just like this is boring. This is a boring multiplayer mode, you know, because people weren't committed to it and they weren't running in squads. And they, right. There, you, we all came in, or I came at it, and I think the people on my team definitely came at it as it's another multiplayer game. Sure. So it's running around collecting I was Like this sucks. This is stupid. You know what I mean? But then once it was out in the wild and people got there hands on it and started communicating and playing as teams and you got lost in it. You come in and you watch it like, oh, I get it. I see yeah, I was,
1: That's That was really the big thing for me was like, I don't like multiplayer games. I don't like playing online. I yeah. played on t- the last of us online for like 45 hours. Wow. You know, Which is like yeah. an extraordinary amount of time yeah. for me to spend with anything. Yeah. Because We always have to move on but I'm like, I'm not done. I'm not done with this. I love yeah, it. Yeah. And I really, you know, I got the trophies and I want to go back and get it. Anyway, um, let's see. Best PS3 graphics. The Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, Rayman Legends, Nino Cooney, and Puppeteer. Now you can make cases for all these games, I think. The you last You can of make us,
2: cases for every category, I think, of yeah. the people. Like I said, right. all these great games. The that Last of lot Us won. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. think <laughs> I don't
1: course. think that's a surprise, no. the, the, how beautiful The Last of Us is. Nope. And if you read my history of Naughty Dog, what like you know, in part four we talk about Uncharted, and what mm-hmm. they really talk about is the evolution from Drake's Fortune to Uncharted Three, and this game looks a lot like Uncharted Three. I mean, it's 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 better looking, but yeah. You know, how they, they, talk, they their own words, like, everything Uncharted 1 looked like wax and dolls and, like, didn't look right. And, like, there was, like, and then Uncharted 2 was this big step forward. Uncharted 3 is kind of refining it. Yeah. And then The Last of Us was really, it's almost unbelievable that's on a PS3. Like, they say yeah. themselves, I like, we can't believe... I still have trouble we, understanding it. Like, they're like, I we can't believe it. this is the same hardware yeah. that we made, like, Drake's Fortune on, we made The Last of Us on. So, mm-hmm. while these other games are beautiful, I think you can make a case, like, Nino Cooney's uh, Studio Ghibli, like, very beautiful mm-hmm. art, very anime-style art. Puppeteer's style is... Beautiful. You can't really. I don't think you can really contest the last. Us so looking objectively better than anything. Yeah, I don't think yeah, you can yeah, either. Yeah.
0: Because and this is this is the, this is my thing about the the debate versus of like art direction versus tech. And I'm like, there's this common. This is this is romantic idea that oh, but the person, the you know, the the better looking art wise game is going to look better in ten years. Yeah. And sure, that may be true. Like I, I totally get it, and I understand that there's an instinct to want like like an underdog voting instinct to be like hey they may not have as, as big of a budget or as like impressive of tech but look what their imaginations came up sure. with and that's great but like people forget that just because like the last of us is amazing looking not just because of the tech and how technically sound it is like their art department did work, major work as yeah. well. Like So I feel like you can't like really discount that. Right, I feel we're like, talking
2: about game of the year, not game sh- of the decade. Sure. You know I mean? Or art of the decade or right. like that graphically. What made an impact or whatever. Right? Right. This game looks awesome, especially for the PlayStation 3, you know, this seven-year-old console. You know,
1: I think it looks better than some PS4. I mean, very easily. Yeah, so absolutely. Better. sure, absolutely. Yeah, 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 Absolutely. Like, they got every ounce of juice out of it. It's no wonder they want to use that engine on PS4 in some way because yeah. they spend so much time with it, you know, since Uncharted 2, mm-hmm. even when they cleaned it up.
0: Yeah, but I just, I don't think that, uh, I, that's, that's like my pet peeve of mine. I, I don't, I totally acknowledge the artistic, you know, achievement that these kind of lower-fi games are, but it's, it's terrible to assume that just because they had more tech that there isn't also, like, inspired art there. No, as
1: well. I, I agree. Well, because it's yeah. the same argument we talk about, like, the polygonal, like age of N64 and later, like PlayStation, PlayStation 2, like those games just don't look as good anymore. Like, right, Mario 64 was a, a game-changing game changing game, and it looks like shit, frankly, today, right? You know, it does. but like a game like all
0: N64, all N64 yeah, games, like it looks do. terrible, yes. but like,
1: or even you know, Ocarina of Time looks bad, you know. But when you horrible. look at a game like Wind Waker, <laughs> dude, horrible. it, it look Wind hard. Waker <laughs> looks beautiful still, yes, right? Absolutely. Or like Mega Man X on Super Nintendo looks yes, beautiful still, absolutely. Like, games, yeah, so I, I'm totally with you on that. I totally, I totally yeah. hear any of that. Uh, best PS3 sound. We had The Last of Us, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, Bioshock Infinite, Grand Theft Auto 5, and Battlefield 4. The Last of Us won again. I think those vocal performances, not to mention the awesome ambient soundtrack, but and soundtrack. the sound effects, yeah. but, but I the, feel like the, the vocal the performances. Gets
2: oh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, amazing, amazing performances. But, yeah, for me, like, I talk about, I think my write-up, right, like, for me, it, the, a big part of The Last of Us is the silence. When there isn't a music, and no one's talking, and you're walking around, and it's just footfalls, and it's, like, drizzle in the background, and it's, like, the whole game is... I am focused on listening for the next threat. That's how mm-hmm. I identify what's going to kill me or what's happening. And so you're always waiting for that next monster to pop out of the closet, right? And right. so you're always walking around these corners, like, is it now? Is it now? What's happening? Which, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but and the other thing about it too is that music, as much as I love music, and as much as music can have a very powerful impact on you know like an emotional like landscape of of any piece of of art or entertainment, it's always, especially in games, which are all about immersion and interactivity, like music is always gonna be like an external source, an external thing, right? Like there's no, the part of your brain that goes, I'm walking through this world and I'm in this world, will never be able to reconcile itself with, and now there's music playing. Because it's always gonna come, it's always assumed in your brain from coming off screen. So that's why I think like the understated score was, you know, was perfect. And they almost always reserved music for Cutscenes, mm. which is when they've already taken interactivity away from you and That's one of the smart things that I love that last of us does is that when it decides to take control away from you It goes okay now. We're going into film mode That's when it starts laying in a lot of the music for the most part when you're walking around There isn't any and that's really smart because usually especially in a world that that's that 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 is that detailed and immersive Music is always like a, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a video game not, yeah, not yeah. A world. so I think it's really smart
1: um, Before we get the game of the year for ps3 best story uh, we have, let's see, The Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, Nino Kuni, Assassin's Creed 4, and Grand Theft Auto V. The Last of Us won again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think rightfully so. I would make a case that Nino Kuni could be uh, included in this. And the reason I say that is Nino Kuni, you know, tells a really. It, it almost feels like we were talking about archetypes before, like an almost archetypical mm-hmm. RPG story, but told in a very different way from a different perspective. And that's what I loved most about it was. It's about the death of this guy's this kid's mom. Yes. Spoilers. You know? And you learn that in like I know, the first I'm half well an hour aware. of the game. Uh but you know, it's about his and like how he goes to this other world and goes through these RPG kind of tropes to like find out what happened to his mom and try to bring her back. Like yeah. I loved how emotional that game was. And I think that's what sold the game to a lot of people was like, wow, this is really fucking sad. Like, yeah, it's beautiful and colorful and and it's you know, you have, you know, old lantern nose and all that kind of stuff running <laughs> around. But like <laughs> yeah. you know, that was so cool. Like I loved I, I loved that like kind of juxtaposition. Of it. I was
0: I was at Namco Global Gamers Day uh the year um you know in Vegas, the year that they showed the the trailer, like the story trailer for uh for Nino Cooney, and it showed that basically that whole opening, those first few cutscenes um of uh, Oliver and how he dealt with losing his mother. Yeah. And I was I was like choked up by the end of it and I was like I don't know what kind of world he's going to go through and I don't really know much about Oliver. All I know is that I understand how like like crestfallen and just completely lost with grief I would be if something happened to my mother and like what kid and I thought about what would a kid do to bring his mother back? Like who absolutely cannot comprehend deal with or understand the fact that she's gone? What would th- what would that person do?
2: Pet
1: Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Jeff. Straight up. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. That was a. It's a. Nino Kuni is a very special game. Yeah, it is. Um, overall best PS3 game. We have The Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto V, Bioshock Infinite, Nino Kuni, Tomb Raider. All familiar cast from these all of these categories. Right. The Last of Us won. I think The Last of Us won overwhelmingly. And spoiler, The Last of Us also won IGN's overall game of the year. Yeah. Interesting fact, it is, I believe, the fourth time, or maybe fifth time, that a PS3 exclusive has been nominated for Game of the Year, and the third time that one has won. Mm. Ah. Um Journey and Uncharted, Uncharted Two, 2 sure. among thieves were the other winners. So you guys are I mean, we really need to talk about The Last of Us. Yeah, again. I think people get it.
0: Yeah.
2: All the other games on there, I mean, were the competitors. Mm-hmm. All
0: I'll say is like I'll just reiterate like what I was saying before. There's game like Nino Cooney. emotionally, I was like. Oh, I want to vote for it, but I can't do it. Right. With The Last of Us there, it's just not possible. Yeah, The
2: Last of Us threw everything off for me too. <laughs> the Kuni would have been my game of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we uh, talk about this. I mean, yeah. overall, right? Like I was, I beat the drum for Gone Home all the time on how amazing I think Gone Home is. But when it comes down to Gone Home, The Last of Us were the best game of the year. Yeah, the game that we'll look back and say in twenty thirteen didn't get better than this game. It's Last of Us. The I was, story, the 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 story, the sound, the gameplay—it all merges into this mm-hmm. amazing product.
0: No, that's where I was too for overall. Like for PS3, my emotional like thing was like, oh, want to give it to Nino Kuni. For overall, it was Gone Home. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. give it to Gone Home so badly, but I just like right. said sometimes you just the best is the best. Yep. And I think for the most of us, we, we for most of us we looked at it and said yeah. one is clearly the best. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for, for the games
1: that we as a group nominated those ten games, I voted The Last of Us and then Gone Home and then Tearaway. But, like, my top five are, you know, not re- even related to those last two. Right. You know, or right. Got Home is in there, but, like, not Tearaway, because it's just I had a kind of a different feel on this year. Um, let's go to PS Vita. Cool. I thinking think, of Tearaway, Vita yeah, way? <laughs> no, I think PS Vita had a, an exceptional year in 2013. Mm-hmm. I think, I think yep. Vita had an awesome year. I think there's plenty of games to play for it. It's two years old now, and, you know, there's just an extraordinary amount of content on it. But we're not going to start with a very good category, because we voted for for Best PS Vita Action Game, and there were only two nominees because of the way other things fell, and it's Batman, Arkham Origins, Blackgate, and Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault. I didn't didn't
0: vote in this category, because I don't think I played either of those games.
1: I played a little bit of Batman. I played a little bit of Ratchet at an event. Ratchet is apparently completely broken on Vita, or not. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. Um, Batman, I was really disappointed in. So, like, I don't understand, like, you know, this is, like, kind of...
2: Not, you know, I mean, there was a line in the sand about Batman. There were p- definitely people who liked Batman a lot, and for yeah, I mean, like, I like Batman out of these choices, right? I voted Batman, and I but I I, 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 I was not compelled to finish Batman,
1: you know what I mean? Me neither, me yeah. neither. Yeah, I was just I want them to just make a, like I want it to be more action oriented, just embrace what you're trying to mimic, right? Stop with the get like the camera turn gimmicks and stuff like that, and just make yourself a Castlevania game, mm-hmm. like with Batman, it would have been awesome, you yeah. know, like. No, that's too that's too easy. Um, best PS Vita fighting game, just real quick, because you, you you can speak to this too. I think you actually sure. reviewed all these games. Yep. Uh, Injustice Gods Among Us, Divekick, Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R. Uh, I yeah.
0: think that might be like the yeah. seventh
1: Guilty Gear game on Vita. You handled
0: that well. Thank you. you that well. <laughs> um. Yeah. And actually, Injustice won. Yeah, Injustice won, but I did not vote Injustice. Like, oh, I, yeah. was, I was beating the drum for Guilty Gear, but I mean, like that's such a super <laughs> hardcore you know, old-school fighting game that I couldn't get anyone to care. (laughs) Like, really, like... I think it was... um, Again, I go back to... I start at mechanics. That's always, like, my approach with everything. I start at mechanics. And Guilty Gear is the deepest, most... um, Yeah, it's it's just the deepest fighter on that list. Uh, Every character plays so wildly differently, and so many of them, like, have mechanics and and ideas to how they play that just break the rules of how fighting games go. And the art is just... Gorgeous! It holds up so well. Uh, the the two D art um, and it looks amazing on that OLED screen. Uh, the only thing I when I reviewed it, I, I I had to bump it down a you know a notch or two for not having online functionality. Yeah, which is why I didn't rate it higher in my in my actual numerical review. But as far as what I thought was the best like fighting game fighting game on the system, to me, Guilty Gear is a is a classic, and it's still you know with with the Plus R update. It became even more balanced and uh, and more perfect than it is already in- was. Is
2: Injustice still a worthy pick? Was it, a, it was it Absolutely, no, Injustice, po-
0: Injustice. was a great port of yeah. a, of a game that I rated as great. On, yeah, you already said was you, you know, know best PS3 that, fighting game. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, um, yeah no. apples and oranges
2: kind of thing as far as what people want out of a fighting game.
0: Absolutely, right. and I think like for the most part. You know, injustice delivers what most modern fighting game fans, or what maybe a casual fighting game fan who right. isn't necessarily that much into the genre, wants to play a good fighting sure, game sure, sure, sure. will enjoy. Uh, whereas Guilty Gear will probably seem incomprehensible at first to Super a lot of nerdy fighting game. Yeah, gotcha. absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the next category is best
1: PS Vita RPG. Now, this list is not as strong as the PS3s, but I still think it's actually pretty strong. And I think 2014's RPG list, now that PS Vita is already entering its PSP late stage, uh-huh. is going to be really good um, for this genre. But Dragon's Crown, Atelier Tertori Plus, East Memories of Celsida and Soul Sacrifice are the, Ooh, so- uh, are the nominees. Dragon's Crown won. Uh, I voted for Dragon's Crown, but I actually think you could make, like, I, Atelier is not really my cup of tea, I don't really like, I don't like alchemy RPGs like that, really, like, you know, like, very item-based, very... And Totori
0: is my favorite of the Ateliers, I've I've reviewed every Atelier game for IGN that, that's come out in, like, the last couple of years, so, like, I, I, Totori has always been, in my opinion, the absolute hands-down best one, uh, but even that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know... I mean, I'm not saying it's an unworthy, completely unworthy pick. I mean, we, you know, we nominated it obviously for a reason, but uh, I don't think it stands up to the best on that list.
1: No, I agree. And then East was good. Uh, uh, people are really in love with that game, and I don't quite see it. Uh, I think the game is a little weird and obtuse sometimes, um, but I, I enjoyed it. and I recommend it because it, it, it is a good action RPG, and we need more of those. Mm-hmm. On that the reckoning gameplay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like a like I don't want to say a poor man's. Amalur, but kind of is. I mean, like, it's kind of, you know, action RPG-ish, running around doing kind of doing shit for people. Um, and then Soul Sacrifice was, you know, Monster Hunter clone. Greg and I talked about this earlier today, actually, that, you know, this was a game that had a lot of hype attached to it and a lot of promise attached to it. And mm. I don't think it quite lived up to it, but um, Soul Sacrifice is a fun game. But Dragon's Crown is by far the the best RPG. Best on the right? Yeah, yeah, it's just very, it's a very, very good game. And, no. and it sold extraordinarily well. I don't think anyone saw, it sold... Over eight hundred thousand copies, you know, like that's insane for a, for a game that costs like only a few million dollars. By the way, to make so, um, I think we will be seeing a sequel.
0: Yeah, and I think while it does have a um, Dragon's Crown, also has a, a strong multiplayer component. I felt like just like Monster Hunter, you know, Soul Sacrifices multiplayer was so important to it in a lot of ways that, and it, you it required so much of a I feel a time investment to really get something out of it. It's a game that I it's one of those games I'd almost rather see on a home console. Like mm-hmm. I, I'd love to see a home port of Soul Sacrifice where you would always have access to other right, players right. and where you'd have more time to sit down and really dig into it. Because when you really... I think if you do it that way, it stacks up against Dragon's Crown more favorably um, than it does on a, on a portable. But on a portable, I mean, with Dragon's Crown, you can't beat just sitting down, beating the crap out of stuff for like five, ten minutes and then... Kind of turning it off. It's just a perfect portable game, right? Yeah,
1: and uh, we'll see more of that in Japan anyway with Delta coming out this year, and we'll see more. But hopefully in the states because Studio Japan's working on Freedom Wars, which is supposed to be like a you know balls out kind of like Monster Hunter clone. That's supposed to be like excellent. We'll, we'll see, like we'll see how that pans out. Uh, best PSV to shooter now. I'm not quite happy about how this panned out genre-wise because it's this is Velocity one of those yeah, that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, this it's is yeah. a bleeding
2: genre. <laughs> like
1: Velocity Ultra versus Killzone Mercenary. Now Velocity Ultra is by far the better game, and Velocity Ultra is like one of the best games of the year. Yeah, uh, but totally on with any you. platform. But totally with you. Killzone Mercenary deserved a nod in some way. Now Velocity Ultra won, but it's not really a shooter in the way we identify shooters. No, it's a space shooter. Uh, like yeah, when
2: you say shooter, you're expecting
0: first person, right. but
2: now we're talking about or at least arcade. third person. Yeah, shoot, but it's like shoot them up. Yeah, and that's the cool pro- teleporting mechanics.
0: And that becomes the problem, right? Is that there's no, like that's a genre that's so, I don't want to say it's old or dated, but I mean it's been around for so long, and yet it's become so niche. Yeah. that there just aren't enough games in it to almost make its own category. But when a game is as excellent as Velocity Ultra is, and it is most certainly very excellent. Um, I just said very excellent. That's not really That's good enough. okay. That's How okay. excellent is it, Vince? Um, most excellent. It's most excellent. Um, but yeah, so you run into a big, a big taxonomy problem there. Like that, 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 that is almost the equivalent. Like putting, putting Velocity Ultra along with Killzone Mercenary is almost like, like what you were saying before. If you made adventure game, if you made like action adventure the same as, you know, PC game like point and click adventure, because right. the, the mechanics are that different, but you're lumping, you'd be lumping them in together, like. I would love it if we could find a better way to solve that problem. Yeah, me too. Uh,
1: adventure means something in, in gaming, and it doesn't yeah. mean what we think it means anymore. Right, exactly. Uh, and the same thing, I think, is with shooters. Same shooter thing with just, Shooter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best PS Vita platformer, the nominees were Guacamelee, Stealth Inc., Sly Cooper: Thieves in Time, Thomas was Alone, and Tearaway. These are five very, very good games. Excellent yes. games. Um, and Guacamelee won, I think, rightfully so. Again, uh, you would make make a case probably for Stealth Inc.
0: Very you much love so. Stealthink. I yeah, yeah. loved that game so deeply, like it got it got under my skin in a way like a platformer hasn't in a really long time. And it's because the guys who make it, you know, Curve Studios, who I love, they're killing it on Vita. Like Explodemon. like explode them on, right? They made so many good, they, and so many, so much good stuff came from them this year. Uh, Proteus and Velocity Ultra and um, and Stealth Think and Thomas Was Alone. They do such a good job of of imbuing all their games with atmosphere. Not so much storytelling. Actually, Thomas Was Alone is a, is a kind of a story driven experience to a degree. But did but they
2: start? Is that did they port that or did they make that? Yeah, most
0: of those games are ports that yeah, they yeah. helped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, they, they were just a, whoops, okay. I like think a,
1: a native game. I don't yeah, Sporamon yeah. is
0: definitely native. I don't know about the. Jeez, now you got me questioning myself. Um, but in any case, like I think that what Stealthink does amazingly is that it tells a story in a very subtle way, and it's not a story with plot twists or with you know any of those, or even characters or traditional things like that. It's just you get placed in a world, and everything about the way that world is designed makes you kind of wonder... What is going on here? What's happening? Who am I? What is my place in this world? And the ending just kind of answers it in a very subtle and very cynical, kind of dark, mm-hmm. you know, like jeering kind of way. And uh, and the mechanics just had me going back again and again to to make perfect runs and, and shave, you know, fractions of a second of, you know, off my time, just in terms of craft too, animation and lighting on beyond like. I think this yeah. is just a great game. The
1: music, I thought, was really good. music still, is spectacular. The thinks yeah. music is really good.
0: Yeah. Um, Guacamelee to
1: me is just next level good. Like yep. like Guacamelee, I think dessert. See, this is another we were talking about these genre issues. Like yeah. I actually had to be convinced that Guacamele, I think rightfully so, was a platformer because mm-hmm. I wasn't really looking at it like that. Right. Because we 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 compare this game a lot to like Super Metroid or Symphony of the Night, but you wouldn't say that those were platformers. Yet a game like this actually does. Uh, emphasize its platforming much more the polarity and stuff like yes. that. Wall jumping, polarity, yeah. going right.
2: yeah, going between the different platforms, getting to a high place, falling halfway, cursing like a sailor, yeah. playing yeah. it again. There's a lot of there's a lot of beat 'em up into it, right? And there's a lot of fighting into it, but it's not. I think it's definitely a platform. Yeah,
1: Guacamole was was awesome. But all these games, uh, Sly Cooper is excellent. I think yeah. it's much better on PS3. Thomas was alone is right at home on Vita Tearaway, too. Um so good games there. Play all those games. Uh, let's skip down to PSV to multi- multiplayer game. Uh, the nominees were Killzone, Soul Sacrifice, Dive Kick, and Injustice. Killzone won. Uh, Killzone, I think, deserved to win, mostly because it has, uh, uh, maybe a, a more minor version of it, but a suite of options that could fit on a, on a console, right. and really does kind of fulfill the console gaming on the go promise that Vita came with and has since, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah,
2: ranking up, I mean, different abilities to unlock. Like, the fact that when I sat down and talked to one of my friends about it who had been playing it forever, since the beta, right? And he was just talking about all these different things I didn't even know you could do if you leveled up enough in that game. It's like, oh, wow, this is like, this isn't just throwaway Burning Skies multiplayer where you're just on a map with other people and you go and shoot each other and it's over, right? Like, it's something that is, like, we're talking about built from the ground up Mm -hmm. and still being supported and doing all these different things. A real first-person shooter, multiplayer suite on the go. Agreed, agreed. Uh, I was very impressed with
1: Killzone Mercenary. Um, I hope they get another crack at it, too. Uh, Best, let's see, this is best graphics on Vita. Graphics. Killzone Mercenary, Dragon's Crown, Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time, Muramasa, Rebirth, and Tearaway. You can make a case, Killzone, by the way, is the winner. Right. But you can make a case for all of these games to win for very different reasons. Sure, right. Uh, Tearaway's unique papercraft kind of look is beautiful. Muramasa, uh, in terms of visual art, is, is gorgeous. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Sly Cooper looks great, same as the PS3 game. Dragon's Crown, obviously, that a Vanillaware art, right. same as Muramasa. Mm-hmm. It's funny that two of their games were actually nominated. Um, and Killzone Mercenary, I voted for because it is running Killzone 3's engine. And that's really impressive. And It doesn't look like Killzone 3. They had to tone it down. No, they had to bit. make
0: concessions, yeah. obviously. But and it's
1: just, it's a beautiful, it's a, it, it looks like a console game.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's an amazing tech achievement. And again, you know, I didn't vote for it. I think, I think it would have been my second choice. I just yeah. really loved the way Muramasa looked. Um, especially on that OLED screen, my God, it looked so sexy. But yeah. um, again, it's like one of those things. I, I, one of the big debates there was, "Hey, Tearaway is so artistically beautiful," and but you know, again, like Killzone, that art defa- that art department had to do tough things, and there's something striking about Killzone's art style as well. It's not just like a, a gray shooter. You right. know, it's uh, it's got things that are visually striking about the way its characters are designed, the way its world is built. So just because this one looks more artsy doesn't mean that more art you know ability right. went I'm into good. it yeah, yeah yeah
1: mercenary i think falls in between kill zone three and shadowfall as you know like they're getting there and it's a different team it's it's a gorilla spin-offing in england but uh-huh. they're getting to that that color palette that more vibrant look that shadowfall sure, succeeded yeah. in, in achieving yeah um yeah so i i am I'm, I'm with you one hundred percent on that uh... but all beautiful games yeah uh... Absolutely. best and, and just let me, let me just leave it on this like i like that we had really good looking games on vita this year because I, got, I get really disappointed when a game like Valhalla Knights 3 comes out or something that looks like shit you know <laughs> yeah. like like it doesn't like it's just like inexcusably bad looking mm-hmm. like Valhalla Knights 3 is embarrassing looking you know and like to see and games there, it doesn't like, have to be that's no name. exactly like it doesn't, it doesn't have do to be. anything with the, with the hardware you know and like to see them just push the hardware like that I appreciate that they're doing mm-hmm. that I mean it doesn't have to be intensive like you know like Dragon's Crown is not pushing the Vita it's just beautiful you know right. but Killzone is pushing the Vita and it is beautiful. But games we like... can
2: barely run Dragon's Crown at points.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. online, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I even... I sing- down, yeah, Even slow single player. I
2: mean, yeah. as long as you have... Even when I had AI people in there with me, just even with me playing by myself but with AI companions, it goes,
0: <laughs> which yeah, as but... go... Gra- which is as gorgeous as Dragon's Crown is, I still don't understand why why we had those frame rate issues sometimes in uh, in Dragon's Crown. It doesn't seem like something that would... I mean, the days of, like, large sprites being an issue for a proce- for, for a system are, like... That's like NES, Super Nintendo days. Like we're not there anymore. Yeah,
1: it's it is. It was a weird. Program. So I'm not
0: sure why. You know, maybe the memory's just that constrained. I I have no idea. I couldn't. It was weird
1: because I had kill. I had uh, Dragon's Crown for like two months, two and a half months before it came out, and oh. I was playing it only on PS3. And so when we got the Vita version, like right before it came out, I was really surprised by that. I was yeah, like, well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect that. That's why. I, that's why I say it's better on PS3. Um, the we have this category for Vita best sound. Uh, Tearaway. Killzone Mercenary, East Memories of Celsida, and Soul Sacrifice. Tearaway won. I think I voted for Soul Sacrifice. For I don't this. think I voted in this uh, in this category, but Tearaway, I think is a is a worthy victor. It's got it's got uh, nice music, but I actually really like the the uh, the, the back, kind of the back and forth funny narrator in, in the game. I think is kind of. Interesting. I don't think Killzone does anything exceptional with music. I think Soul Sacrifice's story, while heavy-handed and actually gets in the way of the game, is actually really awesome in terms of its voice acting and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I thought the voices. I strong, totally
2: yeah. didn't agree. That was one of my first turnoffs to that game when you're starting. You open up and you're in the cage, and the other guy's like, Woo, doo, 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 doo. "I'm like, all right, uh, that's, what he did. <laughs> all that's what he did. All <laughs> right, mute this. You don't <laughs> understand <laughs> what he's Sorry, saying." Uh, Ease uh, has
1: awesome music. The voice acting is sparse. Um, so this was kind of an easy win, probably for Tearway, actually. Best Vita story. Let's click on that. Let's do it. <laughs> I'd click on that. <laughs> Guacamelee, kills on mercenary and soul sacrifice were the only nominees. Uh-huh. Um, I voted for Guacamelee. I think Is that one. Yeah, Guacamelee won. Um, I think you can make a case for all three of the games. Killzone Mercenary's yeah. story is not really that important. Soul I, like
2: I liked when I was going after the kid, right? Like, the whatever, the kid who was, like, the last heir yeah. and we got killed. But that's all I remember. That's that's the story to me, right? <laughs> I was a mercenary and, like, there was a guy and a kid died. That was the design of the
1: game, though, is to not spin a story, really. It was to, sure. like, put yeah. you in and out. You didn't care about what was going on. Unit 13 the style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here are
2: missions. Go do your thing.
1: Exactly. Uh, Guacamole story is really cool. It actually is kind of sad in the beginning. Your character dies in the yep. beginning. Spoilers. yeah um, and that's when you're introduced to the game's polarity and stuff like that. But I don't think any of these necessarily have super strong stories. Right.
0: I think Wakamiya's story is the most crafted and developed yeah, probably of funny. all of them. It's I real think.
1: Funny. It's funny. You know. Um, and then Soul Sacrifice. Uh, I just liked that they tried. You know, like mm. the story did get in the way. The story was too much sometimes. But mm. with all these Monster Hunter clones and these in these kinds of games, at least they tried to do something different instead of just go like go to this map and fight this creature and get this level and like get this item. And it's just like, well, they like tried to put context into it. So I appreciated the effort anyway
0: it's important too um, in a world that, that, that's that big you know like it's easier to get away with just a small or minimal story when the scope of what you're doing is kind of very small and limited but when you're roaming around this huge 3d world you know hunting monsters or doing what you know it feels kind of it feels a little bit strange to not have any kind of real motivation so sure, I agree with sure. you like it's it's good that they tried just maybe a little bit less intrusively would be yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and I want to I'm so interested to see, like I want them to do a real sequel not Delta but like a real sequel mm. Um, and I know, you know, KJ and Funi told me, and you can find it on IGN that he wants to make it into a series. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, PS Vita, best game overall for Vita. This is a strong list: Guacamelee, Dragon's Crown, Killzone Mercenary, and Velocity Ultra. Yeah. I think a game's missing actually on here. Other nominees we have on Mercenary. We have Guacamelee as a nominee and a winner. There you go. So there's so a good, game So good, we nominated game. it twice. Yep. But Guacamole won. Is Tearaway on yeah.
2: there? Was that the Tearaway one? is the one missing,
1: missing. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, won. I think still Think it was the one that was missing. <laughs> Guacamole is an extraordinary game. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think works great on PS3, works great on Vita. Uh, but you can make a case, and I was really torn on this one, because I actually wanted to vote for Velocity. Yeah. Um, I did vote for, for Velocity. Yeah, Velocity is an awesome game. Um, but You're all these games... It. <laughs> Just like we were saying with the other, with the, some of the other categories, though, this category represents a, a great diversity in Vita games. Right. Everyone not not only says that Vita doesn't have games, but they also say that all the games are indie, da, da, da. and some of these games <laughs> are indie. But Guacamelee is a, you know an action platformer, a, a non-linear game. Dragon's Crown is an action RPG. Uh, when I mean, did indie become
0: a bad word anyway? No, you
1: know? well it has to some people, and that's just so frustrating and stupid. Tearaway is kind of like a you know a, a, your old school kind of three D platformer. Mm. Kills on mercenaries is a shooter. Velocity Ultra is a space shooter. So there's a lot of diversity, a lot of right. great and you should play all five of those
0: games. Yeah, yeah. 100%. and this goes into one of those things too that's a that kind of becomes a little bit of a problem where people are like, Oh, the video doesn't have games, the video doesn't have games. It only doesn't have games if you're only interested in like one or two genres. Granted, right. if like, right, 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 if right. all you wanna play is role-playing games, like sure, you only have a you have a handful of good games to choose from, but maybe not tons and tons and tons. If you only play shooters, well yeah, there's not a, there's not yeah. a whole lot of options. I think
2: the big when people talk about the Vita not having games, I think what they're really saying is it doesn't have AAA franchises.
0: You know what I mean? Like there's that. You talk about a PlayStation
2: brand like Infamous or there is an Uncharted, but how long? You know, it was long ago for many people and stuff like that. But like if you're the kind of gamer who only buys five games a year and you're buying them based on the Call of Duty name or Battlefield name or Madden name, like I understand. There's not enough of that. Dragon's crown, whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? Like you need there's nothing familiar about the system. Yeah. Now if you're a hardcore gamer, you, you you're watching these videos, you're listening to this podcast, you know already when somebody sits down we talk about, oh well this developer did this and they're doing that, and let, you know, you get all the connections to figure out yeah. that I'm gonna like whatever comes next from Drinkbox.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um now we can jump to PlayStation 4.
2: All right, the big one, the new one. Our baby, our new baby. So many games to choose from Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: so many system. games. So many. <laughs> I was questioning whether we should even vote at all this year, but there are there are certain games for PS4 that, you know. That deserves deserve to be recognized. To be, yes, exactly. So, yeah. best shooter is between Killzone, Shadowfall, Call of Duty: Ghosts, and Battlefield 4. Uh, Killzone 1, and I, I think rightfully so. I think people are being pretty harsh on Killzone for the sake of being harsh on Killzone because I think that I this don't
0: thing- understand it, Colin. Like I have a problem with it. Like when we were in the office, when, when you were playing it in the office and you were getting ready, you know, to for, for review, and some people were playing it and they were like oh my god, this is the, the worst intro is ever. the worst thing ever. It's like 40 minutes until you have a gun. And I was just like, aren't you the same people who are tired of like shooters not telling stories and being all about, yo, bro, go kill this thing? Like, if you're, you're tired of that... You're the guy who doesn't
2: want action games to have anything but just freaking Thomas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bleeding genres! I want to pull this little tuft of white hair so hard... Um, no, but it's like, I think it's just bullshit. You know, I really do. Like, I, honestly, it wasn't that long. It wasn't any worse written or better written than any other attempted story in a Gears of War game or in a Halo yeah. game. Um, I, I feel like right on that, like, got off to that start and everyone already was like, no, F this game. I hate it. I just thought it was really unfortunate. Be yeah. Because like, mechanically, it's hands down the best kill zone. Visually and artistically, it's hands down the best kill zone. Um, oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why I was so excited to review it because yeah. I've been really harsh on Killzone because I think Killzone's fucking boring sometimes, you know, like... Especially compared to... Inf- to, uh, to Resistance. Um, Resistance, right. Like, I it always confused me, like, why one was, like, everyone... <laughs> was, like, was everyone talks about
0: like, it like, yeah. and the other one is, like, what's that game? It's like, whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, you know, kill, like, Killzone 2 I beat, Killzone 3 I beat, you know, Killzone Mercenary, you know, was fun, and that, that was kind of the upswing. And when I finally got to Shadowfall, I'm like, well, they're, they're, they're listening. Like, Guerrilla Games is listening yeah. to you, you know, like... The game isn't gray and drab anymore, like, they're trying to, like, flesh out the story between the Vectins and the Hellgast. Like, the, the you know, I don't understand the hatred of this game. I think the multiplayer is actually pretty extraordinary. Um, and, you know, yeah, people are kind of hating this game, to hate this game. I understand it takes a long time. Time to fire, and this game is, is 20, 25 minutes, and, right. like, that's true, like... That's unfortunate. Maybe they could have done that a little bit better. Sure. But once you get your, your gun in your hands and you come out into that first open world map with the tree, like it's like it's a gorgeous. My game. jaw hit the
0: floor. Like my jaw absolutely hit the floor. Like I'm gonna get a lot of I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. I play PC games. I love PC games. I've seen games running on a high end PC and all that. I'm sorry, but like once you get into that wide open area and that dropship that 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 dropship kind of like buzzes by and you're overlooking the forest and like the mountain ridge and like I was like I. I have not seen a PC game that looks that gorgeous. Like I haven't seen one. Like I've seen one that looks sharper cuz it's running at a higher resolution. I've seen one that's running at a higher frame rate, sure, or that maybe had textures that were on par with it, but I'm sorry, like I've seen Crisis 3 running at the very highest highest settings on a ridiculous rig. Yeah. It doesn't look as good to me. As as that moment in right. Killzone Shadowfall,
2: gotta play Papers Please, man. Yeah, <laughs>
0: well, Papers Please, is, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, that, that's a terrible, terrible example. Like Papers Please is an it's example of everything that's right. It's, I know. it's, it's, it's an example of everything that's right about PC gaming. Okay, <laughs> no, I'll just I'll
1: just say this real quick. I think like Shadowfall might have exposed with some people, maybe just generally, like a weakness in Killzone that maybe it's time to let this series go. Mm. Uh, but I think it exposed a strength in Guerrilla that they're evolving sure. and learning, and like they're working on something else now. Yeah. So like, and they have been so. This gets me excited for because their technical chops have been established for a long sure. time. Like they, they've always pushed, you know, their their hardware mm-hmm. harder than any of the first party studios did mm-hmm. has. And they're sure. doing it again, so like they have a lot to share with other studios that Sony owns. I think too, um, and so I think you can you can read good things into that. Best PS4 multiplayer game. Uh, the nominees here were Assassin's Creed 4, Rezogun, Call of Duty Ghosts, Need for Speed Rivals, and Battlefield 4. How Killzone wasn't even nominated for this? I have no idea. Uh, Because I would have voted for Killzone, Uh, but Assassin's Creed won. Um, And I know people love AC4's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, multiplayer. So tell me a little bit about how you guys feel about about that winning.
0: Well, I, I, uh, to my point that I made before about The Last of Us, I think, you know, I also cited Assassin's Creed as another example of uh, multiplayer design that's really solving a lot of interesting problems and bringing a kind of a texture and a level of depth and nuance to multiplayer Mm -hmm. that your average just run around and you know, twitch-based or action-based. Uh, multiplayer doesn't have. So I'm perfectly happy uh with that. I didn't get I didn't dive that deeply into kill zones uh multiplayer, although it seemed war zones. you know yeah it seems very strong. Um it's very
1: nuanced. The yeah, ability to sure. go in and
2: make your own and share them I thought was always
1: cool. Yeah it's like oh it's just like it takes it to another level like that whole war zone thing to another level. Right. You can control anything about like the matches. It's unbelievable when we were when I was playing with it before it came out, like we were, you know I was doing like one kill only, like or like yeah like low regenerating health. This certain kind of pistol on this map with like all, it was just so cool. It was, yeah. it was so, like, a lot of shooters don't let you do that because there's so back. much QA and bugging and debugging right, right. and stuff like that. back to Assassin's
2: Creed, right? Like, I think it's them iterating on this multiplayer suite they've been doing forever. You know, I sat down and played it at the event or whatever, and I played, I was like, oh, I immediately knew which one I was doing. Like, okay, you know, find this guy, find the little, make the thing get bluer and bluer. Yeah. It's I find the guy I'm trying to kill or whatever. And so for me, that was a turnoff to it of just like, I, I didn't, I don't like multiplayer games to begin with, right. let alone in one that I've played. And I remember when I brought that up at the Game of the Year meeting. I was like, well, it's really just the same thing. And Mitch was like, it's totally different. Like, that mode's the same, but they've added this, that, and the other. I was like, okay, I get it.
0: Right. What Um, else was nominated there, again? What was the... Let me go back. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh,
1: Rezogun, Call of Duty Ghosts, Need for Speed Rivals, and Battlefield 4. Rezogun, I'm not even sure.
0: Right, that's what I wanted to make a little note of. Now, remember I said before, like, Super Mario 3D World you know, was an example to me of a game, yes, did it have multiplayer? Can you call it a multiplayer game because it has yeah. a multiplayer mode? Sure, but at the end of the day, the way I felt was that they just added more players to an experience that was already a lot of fun, that was already spectacular. And to me, that's what Resogun multiplayer is, right? It's just, it's an already spectacular game, and hey, look, now I can do it with another with a friend. So, yeah, on some level, it gets inherently better and more entertaining, but that doesn't necessarily denote great multiplayer design. And that, to me, is what the multiplayer game of the year should be about. Right,
2: interesting. See, I always thought when people were giving Resogun more credit for multiplayer, I thought it was both the mode and then the fact of the leaderboards and how important to a game that is. The fact that when this is one of the few games people come into the office and do the whole, hey, I beat your score last night, oh my god, I posted this, blah, blah, blah. But Don't right, even here's talk about it.
1: that because no one's beating my score.
0: And then, oh. Also, you're mean, nobody likes you. But, but here's a question, though. Is that multiplayer? Is, uh, is, hey, I'm just bringing
2: this to a table and one of the reasons I think as a package right. people actually voted for it to get it on the list.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: Uh, best PS4 graphics. I think this one's obvious, but Killzone, Shadowfall, Knack, Resogun, and Battlefield 4. Killzone 1. Uh, Knack uh, is a beautiful game. It actually pushes the PS4 a lot harder than people give it credit for. Yeah, it does. Um, that's why
0: it kept freezing years.
1: Yeah, it froze the shit out of mine. But like when the particle effects in that game are unbelievable. Yeah, the
0: particle effects of post-production. That like, would blow your PS3 up. Absolutely. Like- <laughs> 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 and it's one of those things where when you're looking at a streamed, when you're streaming a video, even when it's direct feed and you're just watching a video of that game in action, you're like, this looks like a PS3 game. That's one of those things where in the next generation so much of it is about post-processing, particle effects, lighting effects, shaders. Uh, these are things that you can't, Really discernibly notice when you're watching a heavily artifacted streaming video, but when it's in front of you, you get it. Yeah, and right, like, yeah. NAC definitely kills it on that uh, on that level. Still not as much as you know, Killzone does. But Killzone kills it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, awesome. I ah! think
1: Resogun's a strong. You can make a, a, a pretty strong yes. case for Resogun yes. looking better than Killzone. That's another particle part, effect, right? Yeah. You blow stuff yeah. up and you see everything. But it's going. more, yeah, it's more the prowess of the technology yeah. than yeah. than how the game looks. Uh, best PS4 sound is the next category And the nominees here are Rezogun and Battlefield 4 That was it That's all anyone nominated Resogun won Resogun won yeah. yeah. uh, Music's awesome The sound's awesome uh, I love the, the, the female voice That transcends all of Housemarque's games Yes um, So And there's like a story to her too Which is cool um, You know Because she's in everything She's She's that God yeah, That's what they were telling us Right um, And then best PS4 game overall the nominees are Rezogun, Assassin's Creed 4, NBA 2K14. And The
0: Last of Us. Killzone, Shadowfall,
1: and Need for Speed Rivals. And the PlayStation
2: Now version of The Last of Us. The winner was
1: Rezogun is the best PlayStation 4 game, um, yeah. I yeah. think, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so... I often feel vindicated.
0: Here we go. Everyone get, get, get ready. Got, Here, here's your soapbox. Yep, yep. Stand up on it, sir. He, does I he got ever come so,
1: down? I got so much shit after games conference. For the record, I did
0: not give you shit. No, I know. But no. I bought
1: it. I was like, yep, I can see it. Like, for, especially like in comments on Twitter and everyone being like, this game looks like shit, no one cares about this game, this game's stupid, and then how many hundreds of tweets have I gotten from people being like, you were absolutely right, you were absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Resogun mm-hmm. is a phenomenal game, and it's going to be a hard game for Housemark to actually follow up. Yeah. I don't Division know how they're going
2: to top it.
1: You weren't a big fan of the original detonation.
2: I said it was good. <laughs> history. I said Revision. it was good.
0: Revisionist history. Oh yeah, what did you give it?
2: Seven point five. Good.
0: That's horrible. Don't you know anything about video games? <laughs> Seven point five is failing. I,
1: but but I just you know I was so proud that people got it because oh, I yeah. got it the first time I, I put my hands on the controller yeah. in Germany and all. It's this evident stuff. Like, this within thirty fucking seconds.
0: Awesome. It's evident within thirty seconds.
1: And when I played it in Tokyo at Tokyo Game Show, they had to like peel me away from the, the thing. Like <laughs> yeah. other people need to play. I'm like, this is so. good. Good, don't you understand? Like, because <laughs> like, they're they're talking about knack and kills on I get it, but like I'm like, this is the game yeah, yeah. that you guys should be like talking more about. This, this is the run. Is... And yeah. why are you giving it away? Yeah, uh, I know. I <laughs> was like the other question
2: on the desk, I'm like, why are you giving this away? Because <laughs> then you buy you PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: so Resogun's Guns, best PS4 games. So, that's everything. We went through everything. <laughs> Woo! Very impressive doggies. Yeah. Woo! PlayStation 3, Ow! PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita. So Greg, we we decided that this was
2: episode. 323 right? I have to be honest. No, no, it's three two four. two At right, the beginning, last, when last we were, one was the paladrome, I made a point to say that.
0: At the beginning, when we were talking about what number it was, I was just saying numbers. Okay. I'm just gonna throw that three two four,
1: three two four. So that was podcast beyond episode three hundred and twenty four. Yeah. Put a little bow on that sucker. Greg is usually your host. He'll be your host going forward. I just wanted to be the host today because we're on video, and I thought it was special that I would be the host. And today you already. are special. Are sure. already? No, not at all. A little bit? No, just a little bit. No. Yeah. Okay. About that? That hurt. And that. Uh, Vince thanks for joining us Oh it's been a pleasure uh, I love we'll back, back to the soon. hall <laughs> <laughs> We'll have you back on soon Go will be on next week We're going to do our y- yearly predictions podcast Right what's going to happen in 2014 uh, I will make terrible predictions that will seem right on at the time <laughs> and people will be very impressed with them like yeah. when I predicted that PS4 would be called PlayStation Yeah <laughs> Uh, until then, uh, catch us on Twitter. I'm uh, no taxation. Greg is game over Greggy. Vince, you're V.
0: I'm Vincognito. Vincognito.
2: Change that. Yeah,
0: the, the Nito is not spelled like my name. It's oh spelled God. like the word Yeah, Nito. yeah you gotta so. you gotta do something about that. One. Uh, so until until next time, which camera am I looking
1: at here? This one? That one. This one. This, this one. one. Mike no, Ransky is not on them. the ball. Look in the at the all body. of them. This one. Every camera. Every, every camera. Uh, okay, I'm looking at that camera. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week in audio format and video form but not this slickly produced because we can't use all those assets every week, Greg. Am I right? Right. We'll just have the one camera look with just the us for an hour to 80 minutes. We're all it needs, and though. And they are in the podcast room, so I don't even know. If are they need. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, thank you. Uh, until next time, Beyond. Beyond.
0: Beyond! Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of
2: PlayStation.